Welcome to the Digital Transformationists podcast, where we get curious together about what technology is teaching us about human ingenuity, resilience, and the mysterious force that magnetizes us towards connection with one another. I'm Katie Thomas, and together with our host, Christian Lane, founding partner of Precipio Consulting, our co-host, G-Love, Grammy-nominated artist, and our incredible guests, we embark on a journey to better understand technology's role in amplifying connection between us all. We'll hear from technologists, practitioners, revolutionaries, innovators, environmentalists, artists, and more, all sharing their experiences with technology and how it's affected their lives and industries. In this episode, we're thrilled and honored to welcome Carol Thompson, a trailblazing entrepreneur and iconic Austin community and technology leader who exemplifies the city's forward-thinking and easygoing attitude. Carol has been witness to the city's expansive growth and has been a part of critical initiatives that have encouraged some of the world's top technology companies to open shop and make Austin their home. We talk about the nerd bird, Austin's ties to California, the role the University of Texas has in attracting talent and ideas, mentoring as a way to stay up on the current approaches and trends, and the hidden gems the city offers for those who veer off the beaten path. Well, hey, G, good to see you. How you been? Hey, Christian. I'm doing good, man. I'm, uh, I'm uh, enjoying the first days of summer and um, trying to work as little as possible. I just, <laughs> I just came off the beach um, and I'm driving to Saratoga Springs tonight, so I'm happy to get a chance to connect with you and, and Carol today. Oh, so, yeah. How you awesome. doing, man? I'm I'm great, and congrats on on your, your latest newborn. Four, oh yeah, four total boys, right? Four total boys. Woo. Yeah, that's amazing. Nineteen, five, uh, one and a half, and four four days. Whew. Well, you're lucky you get sleep. I, I hear you're, you're sleeping okay. I'm, I'm my my wife's a rock star. She's she's crushing it, and uh, yeah, so I owe her so a debt cool. of gratitude. Well, speaking of gratitude. Uh, we've got a guest on today um, that I feel I, I owe a debt of gratitude to. Um, back in the mid late 90s, I was in college at UT, and a, a big goal for a lot of us in the business school uh, was to somehow find a way of staying in Austin. And typically, we got recruited to Houston or Dallas. I got recruited to Dallas. So I, I like to tell people I did my time in Dallas, and I did everything I could to find a way to get back into Austin. Okay. And, you know, I finally did. Um, but it seems now, at least these days, it's a lot easier to stay in Austin, you know, in the world of technology. And uh, I, I think we owe some debt. I owe a debt of gratitude uh, to Carol for that. And I'm looking forward to hearing her story. Um, gee, you've got some things you want to share about her and kind of her bio. You want to touch on on, on some of these highlights? Sure. Um, okay. Carol, usually um, you're not here when I say this, but let me just gush on you while you're right there. Introducing Carol Thompson, tech-savvy entrepreneur, economic development strategist, mentor, business advisor, all-around trailblazer. Carol was a pivotal figure in expanding Austin's business landscape. As a leader on the first Austin Chamber of Commerce business recruiting trip to California in the late 80s, Carol and the Chamber team laid the groundwork for a future influx of those companies into Austin. Carol has been recognized by the Austin Business Journal as one of Austin's five most powerful women and named by the Austin American Statesman as one of Austin's top 25 tech players to know. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, introducing the wonderful Carol Thompson. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you um, Austin's known as a, as a college town in a lot of worlds and, and more so over the last few decades as a tech town, uh, thanks to you. Um, it's quite a, you know, it's quite a cultural uh, place to be as well. Uh, I think we, we love the outdoors and we got these beautiful lakes and rivers that are limestone mm -hmm. and, you know, nice clean water. Um, but, you know, tell us about your experience with Austin and how you've seen it develop over the past, you know, 30 years or so. <laughs> well, it's a lot, you know, when we went to the on the first trip to California, people had to pull out a map to see where Austin was. And that okay. was kind of like, 
<laughs> that was an epiphany of sorts. Um, but at that time, they already were challenged in California because if they wanted to volunteer in their children's school, they couldn't because they lived so far away mm. from where they worked. Mm. And um, so some of them, some of them were already looking at us and and. What were the reasons they'd look at us? Because the 1,500 square foot house, now take a deep breath, uh, was about $75,000 in Austin. Uh, Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had, as you've already said, schools of higher education here. We had the great outdoors then and now. And it was a sleepy college town, Mm -hmm. like the reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. is it was just that we're in California and it was smog and you open up the paper and you see sleepy college town state capital um, and the university of Texas and clean streets and didn't know yeah. one soul. So what sparked you, uh, I guess, to kind of get involved and then get this trip out there? Like what, what was that, that spark? The spark was um, we realized we didn't have everything here but we needed to work because we had ti and ibm with the early companies here and then we also part of the trip is we didn't have um any kind of uh convention center here and so we visited their convention center and then I, i don't know how to say this with a a smile, a smirk, you know, light rail, right? <laughs> 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 to be continued, to be continued, to be continued. And yeah. so um, we, you know, toured those places. And then the companies that we toured out there were the likes of Applied Material and um, Apple. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty exciting, really. There I were community volunteers and and then learning about each other the people that went on the trip from austin you knew who were the good drivers and who would almost turn around in the center of the road to go the other way you know (laughs) so the uh the inside joke on the light rail is that it's 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 always been too late and it's always been too expensive Okay. Right. Like that's always been the <laughs> argument for 30 years now. So again, right. it's too late, too expensive today. <laughs> it, it is. It is. And, you know, now what are they talking about and putting a track under underground in Austin? So we'll see where they get this time. Wow. But, you know, COVID, the pl- one of the pluses of COVID was there was no traffic, right? Sad plus. But, but you, <laughs> you know, I live... Um, about 15 minutes away from downtown Austin. When I chaired the board, I had a set so I could be in my, leave my house and be in my seat in 13 to 15 minutes. And then one day it was 20 minutes and 25. (laughs) So what's happening? I I was reading your, uh, your interview and you said, well, every time you're sitting in traffic, you had, you, you said, well, I can only blame myself. (laughs) <laughs> right, 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 right. And of course, the other signs by the side of the road then said drive friendly. Oh. And I thought, well, today we need those back again, right? I <laughs> right. Mean... <laughs> Do you how's your how's your road rage, Carol? Yeah, or... my road. <laughs> no, mine's you know, I'm I'm kind of calm on, okay. on the road. So but I have had, you know. <laughs> Uh, speedy cars i have to tell you okay. in my stay in austin but anyway <laughs> so we've, we've got a i always tell people uh that we we've been heavily influenced by california in terms of culture you know yes we have um i and i, I like to tell people i i'm i'm excited to live on and be a part of this backbone between the bay area in california and austin and right this backbone is it's technology right it's it's all these all this business and work between these two uh, economies, um, and and we've yeah we've been very influenced by California. There's a yes, certain yeah. level of liberalism in this town, uh, progressiveness, but then again, just technology and a, and a forward kind of thinking. Um, talk to us more about like how how these businesses and how this connection has, has influenced us here, and and perhaps you know why we're shaped the way we are you know through these relationships with with companies in California. Well, first off, it's just why did they come to Austin anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so what happened was 
um, when you take applied materials, they, they didn't want to move their headquarters. And we were very careful not to recruit headquarter companies, just if they were thinking of expanding, think about us. Mm -hmm. And so the housing, you know, the reason they came. And um, I would say some of the CEOs came for golf, right? Mm. It was just more important than you think. And some of them eventually, um, what was it, uh, had suppliers that, in, that they had in California moved to supply Austin companies and quality of life and high levels of education. There you have it. And what about the food? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the food. That's right. A little variety in the food. You know, seafood gets flown in now. I, I kind of laugh when Austin got a sushi place thinking, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but they made it work, right? They fly the stuff in every day. And no, the food, we have, you know, great restaurants. Sorry to say we've lost some of them during COVID, but mm. I mean, we had all our favorite haunts in town and um, some of them is still staying alive. You know, then we had South by Southwest and in 1990, I think it started in 1988. So mm -hmm. that was also more of a part of evolving with Austin but, that a lot mm -hmm. of people think it may have gotten invented, you know, mm -hmm. recently. Yeah, wait, 1988 was when South by started? Yeah, right. Wow, yeah, because right. I wanted to ask you about about that because as a musician, of course, I've played oh, it yeah. in, a number of times, and um, it's such a, wow, just what a, I mean, what a whirlwind weekend, and um, I can only imagine how much that's done for the city. I oh, mean, how so big is that? much. Huge, huge. huge. And, and, you know, it's funny because I had a Computerland franchise at that time. And so in 1990, they said, oh, you need to be down here. You need to come. So it was like a what we would know as a card table with a few pamphlets on it from yeah. Apple Computer. <laughs> okay. And I was thinking, where can this place, what, what's going to happen with something like this? Right. And then now, you know, I've had kids with nowhere to stay, stay in my house because um, they're just all excited to be in Austin, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, right? <laughs> yeah it's big it's big and you know last year was the challenge of making it go um but it was decent but it wasn't the excitement of people being here and yeah crowding in the streets and right there's the so police, much energy yeah i know it i know it the police don't like it but um yeah and so much you know we get so many people internationally now to mm. austin i mean that kind of grew and popped um which is Austin needed because we, we still weren't much of an international student. In fact, we still need to work on that in Austin today, 2021. Yeah, we could use a, more, a few more direct flights. Uh, yes. International markets uh, yeah. and even big, some other big, uh, even less big cities would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, when we got British Airways, that was big. Speaking of that, you know, early on in Austin, we didn't really have good flights of California. And so right. our, our, our governor, Ann Richards, convinced Bob Prandle from American Airlines that he ought to start a route here and, you know, became one it's of the, the most the successful, bird. the nerd bird, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. If you're playing San Jose or San Francisco or Oakland out of Austin, it's the nerd bird. Okay. And it's funny. I, I flew that a lot for 12 years or so. I think every four to six weeks I was on a flight to the Bay area. Yeah, everybody knew everyone, right? Oh yeah, no, you get on there like, okay, what what logo is on the T-shirt or the hat or the bag? <laughs> right, right, yep, right, always. Right. Uh, well, you know, every now and again, the the nerd bird goes to Las Vegas when it's heavy conference season. Is what is right. my oh, take that's on true. it too. That's true. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. But only temporarily. <laughs> so, uh, with with all this business between these two big markets, you know, tied to and driven by this technology backbone. I remember also there was a there was a period of time where we were a lot more resentful of Californians for you know coming out here buying you know a piece of property sight unseen twenty thirty over asking it's still happening today oh even and worse it's, it's a huge, right. and it's worse but I think at least I think the resentment settled down at least from what I can tell um, I'm sure there's still some but I think we we've, we've accepted that there are people coming and going back and forth out of California we know people I think more closely and intimately now. 
and it's kind of settled down. Is, do you have a similar take on that or you think yes. we're still pretty resentful yes. about it? No, I think it has settled down because now, um, you know, people apply material state in Cal, the headquarters state in California and they have a huge group huge. here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we've gotten used to it, I think. And you can collaborate rather than compete. Exactly. I mean, but, you know, when you look at Austin, this first quarter of this year, 21 headquarter companies moved to Austin. Wow. So, you well, know, the other, yeah, that's the other thing is there's a new, a new migration. Elusive, right. Wow. I mean, yeah. people don't realize, but the Chamber of Commerce has all those reports. Wow. If you need them, I have them. <laughs> I'd love to see where they're putting up shop. Uh, good real estate plays based on that. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> right. Keep, keep buying. That's right. Keep buying if you find something to buy, like my house. If you can, uh-huh. yeah, right, right. My house is in Northwest Hills, and it was um, one hundred and twenty-five thousand. And wow. the, the realtor, uh, the, the moving van said, "You could sell this for a million in California these days." And you know that was seventy-nine. Oh wow! Now guess what? <laughs> You can do that in Austin, even well, over that. These it's, days. Funny, it's funny because like just, you know, my whole life has been traveling around the world and, and all the big cities and, mm-hmm. and all the little towns in the USA, especially. And it's always like that. Like there's always a music venue. And like I was just thinking before we got on the call, like the first place I played in Austin was called Liberty Lunch. Oh, oh. yeah. Classic. Okay. So I, I was just <laughs> yes. thinking about it. I was like, wow, I should have bought... The building next door to Liberty Lunch, when I played it back in 1994, it's probably worth a lot more now. You'd be amazed yes, right? what you can do with that piece of property now. And, well, actually, you can't know, do anything with it because it's already built out. <laughs> so there's so, and there's so many things like that. And Austin is, uh, I mean, I love, I love Austin. I love playing there. I love the food there. I love the people there. I love that, that they got the scooters now. I love everything <laughs> about Austin. Um, so it's one of those places where I've always been like, wow, it'd be so cool to get a place here. But and you waited too long? Well, no, I mean, just that <laughs> you can only sleep in one bed at a time. <laughs> but, I, you know, we always have like that FOMO thing when talking about like the real estate markets yeah. and, you know, like, oh, I should have, could have, would have. But, you know, it's like that anywhere. But yeah. I mean, yeah. So are you happy about the kind of, you know, I mean, You've been a big catalyst for the the success. All these people coming in, the the cities continues to blossom. I mean, the bad side of it is, is gentrification. Right. We have but a lot of also, work to do in that regard. But it's also a positive that the cities on the whole is lifting up. So, yeah, I mean, speak on that. Like, is that all positive? Well, you know. Someone just needs to go online and Google Alan Graham with the homelessness, you know, the situation we have in Austin. But the flip side of that is to see what they're doing in the future, the plans they have. And they're pretty comprehensive. And he's gotten a lot of national, if not international press. Mm. Um, he, and he used to sell real estate in one of his early days. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, ch- the challenges we have are affordable real estate for the people that live here right right and that's it's tough because if you sell your house where are you going to go to stay somewhere close to the city you love it's very difficult very difficult but change happens what i like you know what we really need here because we've got caught up with just a lot of money in austin to work on civic entrepreneurship. How are people giving back? And mm. because I believe every single person needs to be involved with this. Right. You know, um, Kai and I were talking earlier about, I said, you know, even to mentor one child in school, you can do that online or you can also do it face to face. There's no excuse for not being able to do that. Yes. Some people need to be trained how to be mentors, but you change kids' lives. And the statistics about kids learning to read are pretty bleak. Mm. Mm. And we need them in the workforce here. Yeah. You know, just think about that here. I mean, um, I was going to say way back when at the University of Texas, I had a technician here one day fixing my refrigerator and he was a music major at UT and he couldn't get a job 
that would um, pay his own wages to live here. And so there he was with the goop from the refrigerator, but I'm sure he's well employed now in the music scene in Austin. But actually I was going to ask you about that. Like, cause, um, cause you know, like the Austin, like keep Austin weird was the t-shirt back in the day. And, you know, Austin, um, kind of build a, a lot of the characters built on the creative, the musicians. And there's obviously a wonderful history of the blues there. Um, and so just like New York or any other great, uh, or, you know, San Francisco or any other great breeding ground of, or incubator, I should say, of, uh, of musicians and creatives. And now they're getting maybe priced out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's, that's, is that some of the heart and soul getting ripped out of the heart of Texas? <laughs> yeah, but see, we need to be, we need to be working on that, but right. everybody's so stretched out. It seems these days. Yeah. Um, because we used to have, you know, the chamber of commerce used to have a committee working just solely on that. And if we wanted to make it happen, we need to be working on that. It's not just going to fall out of the sky. And, but when some people move here, you hear some Austinites complain about, oh, people are moving here from elsewhere. Well, for those of us who are here, you have to be Where welcoming we to those. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We didn't come from here. So to welcome them, and there are plenty of places to be involved in Austin. Um, this morning, someone at Apple told me Austin now has a thousand nonprofits. Mm. Well, if you can't find yourself in one of those, you're not to be found. Um, but yes, so... Uh, the new people in, like, people in my neighborhood, some of them that could retire and go elsewhere can't find anywhere. So they're staying here with much more house than they need. Hmm. Um, and the question is, then, what 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 is the price that you'd leave your house? And some of them have gotten pretty big prices. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, some of the community side and and uh, kind of doing good, uh, mentoring and, and co you know, those kinds of things and uh, perhaps more civic minded, uh, you know, entities and maybe um, um, organizations. Are there any that come to mind that you'd, you like to highlight or, or share with the audience? Well, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you about or share one that started in my home in the early 90s. And yeah, it's, it's called Young Women's Alliance. Because in my life, the experience, even chairing the board of the chamber, people would assume I was waiting for my husband at the table. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was the third woman in 117 years to cheer her and, wow. a, Yankee, and a Yankee to boot. So the first time <laughs> my accent came, what is this? Who is this? Um, but, and they had a young men's business league in Austin that had been around for years and years and years. But what about the girls? Mm -hmm. So we started actually five different girls who didn't know each other graduated from school here. And their father said, you should talk to Carol Thompson. So I had five of them in my living room and, you know, some basic networking, how to look people straight in the eye. And I think the handshake's going to come back after COVID, but I'm yeah. not quite sure. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you handshake and put your name tag on the right because that's where your eyes go when you shake hands. Um, huh. And started with five and, and today. Yeah, I know you were going to do that. So, so, some, so old I school was, basics. I don't really wow, think I never heard now, that. You know? <laughs> I know. But you know what? I was sharing just briefly with a young woman today mm -hmm. that a couple guys will go. Well, look to the right. I mean, why are you putting your name tag on the right? And well, that's where you shake hands. Well, what if you want it on the left? Well, you don't shake hands with your left hand, do you? So it was, you know, there's always one in the crowd, right? To ask the question. <laughs> wow. And the, it, it, this was based on young leadership for women and volunteering to give back to the city and to, uh, coach and mentor other young girls in the schools here. And that group, even during COVID, has increased because see young women move to town, hear about it. And they how do they connect? Because they're sitting alone in their apartment. And uh, 
it's up to 375 young women, much more diverse than it used to be. We have to work on diversity in Austin, yep. Texas, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. Yeah, we have a pretty harsh history there too. Yeah, we do. And um, so it, it's wonderful. And um, I still serve on the advisory board and because I told them, you know, I am going to live to 103. So I just know that. And I just know it, right? Because I have a lot of ideas yet to be so out there. Yeah. So much to do. That's right. You just have to find people that can keep up with you. That's right. <laughs> That's so right. Where, where do you find all this energy? I think it's got a God-given energy. It's like my mm -hmm. father ran a machine shop in Gloucester with the fishing boats where wow. I was born. And he um, used to say, when I was very young, I can remember him peering in my eyes and saying, you know, girls can do anything. You know, oh. when you hear that from the get-go, yeah. and that was, as you know, quite a few years ago, years ago, years ago, yeah. it just... Well, kind of like, why not? Why can't I do that? That's right. And so I also, I've served on um, the Federal Reserve Board mm -hmm. and had dinner with Alan Greenspan. And, you know, that night I just closed my eyes and thought, <laughs> if my parents could see me, <laughs> if, only. <laughs> if only, if oh, only, yeah, it's a moment. And oh. so the chamber again, you know, if you're there and some of it is right in Austin years ago, Apple, I remember, asked, we, when we move, we want to make sure that our people are connected. And someone asked me, well, how can we get connected? And at that time, honestly, it was just raise your hand. Right. right? Volunteer. Yeah. Right. Volunteer. <laughs> you volunteer. And um, so Austin, you know, as you know, has a great volunteer community. Yeah. And um, so the growth and development of women has been wonderful. And we um, have an event called Austin Under 40 okay. that are the superstars for that. And most recently, one of the winners was an uh, Indian physician, and he had an eight-month-old child. And this is a beautiful story, I think. He said he was concerned that if something happened to me, to them, him, excuse mm -hmm. me, excuse me, what would happen to his eight month old son he said based on coming to the event this evening austin would take care of my eight month old son mm. oh, wow. and you know that you know here we are in 2021 with someone making a comment like that i mean that's awesome that's beautiful yeah that is beautiful that is beautiful um i i see so you're from gloucester actually the last the last gig i just played was in Hamilton, Mass. Oh, which is right down right. the street. I lived, I lived on a Chebacco Lake in Hamilton in the summer. Okay. And, and, and uh, <laughs> oh my heavens. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, we, we live up in Cape Cod and I, I don't want to make you homesick, but um, I had uh, had the, the whole belly clam oh, platter. Oh, oh. <laughs> you, you know how many of those I eat steam clams I can eat? You don't even want to know. It makes you sick, but it's kind of like, you know, you just can't wait to go back. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great place to be. But it was a blue collar town then and now when you ask about your own hometown. There's 25,000 people then and now, but they like it like that, right? Yeah. That, and the Portuguese and Italian That's right. fishermen that you grew up with. When I go back to reunions, they can make up the football team at any given moment, it seems like, <laughs> with the talk. But, yeah, but it's good to go there because, you know, it's a centering thing, and we need those towns. Mm. Um, they're working on the blue economy there for the ocean economy. Mm. Um, so they have an institute working with UMass on that. And th we need that, too. Mm -hmm. um, um, I, I was just wanting to kind of circle back, um, you know, just like um, this past couple of years, right? It's been a huge awakening in our country and around the world with um, the sexual harassment cases yes. in the workplace um, and the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement. Right. Right. And I know for me, um, you know, it's changed or just maybe more self-conscious in a positive way of how I interact with uh, women that I work with um, or even just interact with socially 
Um, do you find that things are changing on a, just on a ground level in the workplace for a positive? Is it, is it getting, is, is there more equalization? Are people more thoughtful uh, in, in their interactions with their female coworkers? And yeah, can you just talk on that? Like, in are we opinion, making progress? Making progress, but not fast enough. Not fast enough. Right? right. Because, you know, when we talk about enlightened, who are the enlightened males in town? Uh-huh. There's work to be done. I mean, some of them um, are still very difficult to work with and think it's all about them and don't really understand it's a team that gets them where they are. And, um, you know, and we have many young entrepreneurs in town. And what we need is work of how do you connect them with a seasoned entrepreneur that can teach them that? Because if no one, te- how are they going to learn? You know, mm. some of them have wives that probably straighten them out, right? And, um, but it's a challenge. You can, you, you can see it everywhere from, going to the bars and have someone preempt you, you know, when you're going to get your drink being, it's kind of like, excuse me. And, um, and at work and at work, women are being moved up in, in companies, you know, more so than they have been in the past, but they can still tell you some stories. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, teaching them that there is on one hand, they're responsible for themselves and the, the former CEO of Pepsi um, was just saying one of her theme, one of her themes yesterday in a conference was, you know, know the politics in the office, but don't be part of the politics in the office. Okay. And I think that's pretty key, too, because you can just be drawn in and think it's a power play if you're in the in group. Right. And then who else are you intimidating? And you have to think about you know, how many introverts do you have that are working for you? And how are you mindful of how I had to learn that myself? Because as you can tell, I'm, you know, big in your face type. And I have to be mindful of my own son as an introvert, right? Mm-hmm. And it took a while for me to adjust. So, so what are, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What are some no, of the, ahead. go ahead, please. So I finished. You go. Uh, well, I was just so <laughs> like, so that's really just interesting to me. The thing you said earlier about the handshake and the name tag on the right side. I mean, um, are there, when you're mentoring younger uh, workers, what, what other kind of things like that are you teaching people that seem like such kind of insignificant things would actually probably make a big difference in like a, in, in, um, you know, mm-hmm. In, in the whole scheme, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know thinking of before you go about what who the audience is, right? So you have a couple of questions in your mind already, mm-hmm. and the kids will ask or young people to ask, like if the three of us were in conversation, standing, and they wanted to speak, how would they engage, right? Mm-hmm. And part of it is you know tapping one of the three of us on the shoulder and hoping that person gets it and looks around and includes right. them in the conversation. Um, and then be asking people, you know, this is a generic, ask them where they're from or what brought them to Austin, Texas. And right. many times that just expands the conversation. But for some, it's, you know, what's the, large, what's the biggest challenge when you got to Austin, Texas? Because very small companies, you know, that they don't get the automatic. How many people do you have working at Percipio? He, uh, 50 something. Yeah. So you're already in with that many people. But some of the small startups, that was why having the Austin Technology Incubator here, you know, we were the first one in the country in 1990. Oh, wow. And so you meet people there and um, realize there are other people to whom you could connect. And like, I remember early on, lawyers from California would come here and sit in and they were just amazed at, you know, if someone meets you downtown and said, well, come up to this meeting and, you know, entrepreneurs show up at the meeting and there's no lawyer by their side. 
the California guys freaked. I'm like, I never <laughs> let my client go out in the gathering like that. Well, that's part of, you know, who we were. Mm. And, you know, the other program we had early on was buy Greater Austin because the big companies come here and purchasing management and the easy thing is to call the supplier Joe or Jane on the East Coast or the West Coast. But who's here in Austin who can service you? And that was a big part of expanding business here in Austin. Mm. So you, you mentioned your, your dad was very inspirational and you know, influential in your energy. Um, who, who, who do you look up to nowadays? Who's a mentor? Or, you know, who, who, who's, They're a lot younger than I am, okay. the mentors that I, that I have, because I, I'm very selective at this point of the people I'm around and mm-hmm. I don't want to be around bitchers and moaners, anyone bitching and moaning. So, you know, that that. I love it. (laughs) And yeah. And so even some of my own friends that just want me to entertain them, that's a one side, you know, I keep try to keep my energy for the productive things that I want to do. And um, so my mentors are, you know, some of the young women at Young Women's Alliance asking them for advice. Um, I also work at the, I serve on the engineering board at the University Mm -hmm. of Texas. And so some of the young women, women in engineering, the statistics are pretty strong for how many women are women in engineering. We still, as an aside, need to work with more of those women to become entrepreneurs um, because somehow they just don't see themselves that way as much as the guys do. I don't know what that's about, but we need to be working on that. Um, And I keep up with people across the country that I've known all my life. Mm -hmm. So like I have a friend in Seattle who's an entrepreneur and um, he's just done amazing stuff up there in Seattle and helped a lot of young people himself but i keep up with my high school my gloucester high school class and when i go back one of them um who graduated with me went on to work for chief justice blackman and helped with the equal rights amendment right Mm -hmm. and uh so it's exciting when people go wow you still keep up with them well it takes work because if you're going to keep up it's two sides to a relationship right Mm -hmm. and you know how do you keep up well now it's easier with this so for my birthday i think i'm going to have group zoom calls around the country right <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's that much more common right yes um, it is it is so you've been on you know a lot of boards you're still on a lot of boards and uh, the thompson group your firm you, you know, you've been running since 93 uh, tell us about some of the kind of work that you do there the kinds of clients you're working with um, yeah give us more background on on your firm and what you do well, the firm then, you know, it got up to about 30 something people. And now okay. I work with consultants and then I'm kind of a key person. Okay. And so the work we did were connect, people would come to town and didn't know how to get connected or have their people connected. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like St. Ed's board, I served on as a trustee at St. Edward's University. And that's a wonderful school if you haven't toured there because Many of those kids are the first um, child in the family to go to college. And they're, they're, you know, a different ilk. And they're more about, in my opinion, giving back and helping others. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but still working with them. How do you enter a room and know who you want to talk to? Because otherwise they stand outside the door, right? Wishing and hoping something like that. And then some people have have companies that they want introductions to. And after a while, knowing the CEOs of the companies. And granted, it was, I had put the proverbial leg up when you're involved with the chamber and you meet the CEOs. But CEOs in town then it got the town was so busy the ceos didn't know each other so i can remember an event that the ceo of amd said is that the head of ibm in austin over there and yes haven't you met no so from that we started a group of the chamber that had ceos coming just to a meeting with themselves because they didn't want to be bothered so to speak with other people coming up because they really wanted to meet 
their kin, so to speak, Ooh, in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can imagine what it's like now when someone comes to town. Wow. You know, it has to be hard. We really need a checklist of what's going to happen with you, I think, and your company, mm-hmm. both for training and introductions, because you want the younger people to grow and develop mm-hmm. also. And mm-hmm. it's hard in this rush, rush economy yeah. now. And you talk yeah. about volunteering and balancing, you know, with your family when they're working how many hours and like my son works at national instruments and he talks all day. So, right. and he's an introvert, right? So he comes home to dinner Drain. and he doesn't want to talk. It's hard. Not good. Not good. <laughs> so, and um, so I made personal introductions. I made group introductions. I talked, I taught them how to network. I also would keep up on a lot of information that they needed to know in the community. And so it, it worked wonderfully for both sides. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're a natural connector, right? It's just, I, I am. I, who I, you think, are. I, I am. I think of that. And well, uh, you know, like getting the plane to Phoenix was the first trip I've taken out of town in two years. And it's so good at the airport, you're almost running through the line <laughs> to get on the plane, right? Well, yeah, but generally, that's woman. how it goes for me. <laughs> right. And, and uh, yeah, and, and the thrill of the deal, right? How late can you be and still yes. make it? So, um, but there was a young woman beside me in line. And before we got on the plane, I found out she was getting her master's at the University of Texas. And it's in mental health for first responders. Oh, right? wow. Well, oh. I wouldn't even thought of that. that. And But then when you think about it, you think, well, sure. And so she emailed me yesterday or text and just said, so can we meet and go for a walk? Oh. Um, so uh, another new friend. Wow. I, I don't meet a stranger. And I talk to <laughs> everybody on their walk, you know, through I walk every single day, minimum three miles a day. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes I figure for some people, I'm the only other person they're going to talk to that day. Yeah. Okay. So you, you have a different people you do walking dates with and talk right, right, for your walk? Right, oh, okay. Right, right, right. And, um, one has a company called Bilinguistics and another one is attorney in town and um, who uh, worked for some big law firms. Now he works for some, and he chooses the routes we're going to walk every Friday okay. morning. So I look forward to that, just hearing where we're going today. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's very, it's good. And, you know, another one from Apple. And then if he's not walking one week, then his wife walks with me and a real through walk. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, and learning, you know, it's how you're going to learn every day. Yeah. Well, that you're was... going to be ahead of the game and how yeah. are you going to train yourself not to listen to negative news? Right. 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 Well, some... you suck. That was what you, you sucked right in. That's what kept coming up. And in, in when I was doing my research and reading your articles, was the mentoring and uh, be, uh, being a mentor and finding a mentor. It seems to be the strategic thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is. It yeah. is. Because people will say, well, I don't even know how to do that. Right? right. So there's a basic training because some people even to shake your hand is a challenge. Yeah. You know, how many of those wimp handshakes? And <laughs> so, you know, what I do, especially with the young students, how are they going to learn if I don't teach them? Right. So yep. if I meet them at an event, I'll just quietly say, just look me in the eye now. And I'm going to let's shake hands again. Try and, this again. And, <laughs> right. And because it's, and then they apologize. I said, listen, there's no need to apologize. And who's going to teach all those kids on the east side all of these skills right. in Austin, right? Yeah. I've got to figure out a way to to do that because especially it gives them the leg up. Especially now because the younger generation is like, man, they're just because of the way they've been raised, either you know, over-supervised and yes. uh, too much screen time. And now with social media, being able to kind of say whatever they want online and then and not knowing how to act in person i mean these 
this younger generation it's is it's a lot a concern it's, it's huge it's a concern it's huge. <laughs> well my samsung technician on my refrigerator yesterday told me this that <laughs> what happens with the young kids is they just get together in a group if one of them's having a refrigerator problem they're on instagram and all that and the carolinas with samsung is big right uh-huh. and all of a sudden samsung the quiet company's not used to reading and seeing everything that's wrong out there right <laughs> and it's he thinks he said it's prior as a generational thing these kids just speak up right yeah they have, they have access to uh, the technology that enables it and, yeah. right right so yeah. um, i was gonna ask you like you know you talk about kind of like lifelong learning and whatnot what, what have been some of your hardest lessons uh, uh Slowing down is a hard lesson for me and just being quiet when you know the answer and um, having some other people have an opportunity to stand and, and do that. And um, I, don't, I have too many ideas in my head. Like when I'm speaking with you, the challenge for me to focus is that I already have four or five ideas floating right out here. And that's just- He's all queued up, ready to go. <laughs> that that's who I am. See, yeah. so that frustrates some people because gotcha. well, and it frustrates me at times because you can come across as a babbling person, but it's when you have all that going on all the time, you have to look at that as a gift that you have that other people can just have one idea and right. maybe another. And I'm blessed because I have five, right? Yeah. That works some days. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what do you got queued up back there? Right. It's like, what's <laughs> going to happen next to Austin? And what do we have to do? We can't stop. Right. Uh-huh. And so now, you know, you know, the shutdown for COVID, we have, you know, people the coming out up. again, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, how can we make, you know, keep Austin friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if we're as friendly as we used to be. I don't know that. Yeah, or, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, by Greater Austin, as I say, Austin in T-shirts, right? By Greater Austin, keep Austin friendly. Um, and, you know, what are we doing for the newcomers? How, what, what kind of sheet, what kind of, are we going to do to get them involved sooner rather than later? Mm-hmm. Because Lord knows, with a thousand nonprofits, opportunities are here. Well, maybe we need Get that. involved, Austin. T-shirt. Yeah, get involved. Right. Yes. And on the back, just have a list of how you do that. Right. Yeah. There you go. And, you know, am I welcome, te- am I welcome my- to come? Yes. Yeah, yeah, join the team. <laughs> join the team. Of course, I, I'm, into, uh, I'm a purple power girl. So, you know, I have the purple shirt, but I don't know what color. Of course, burnt orange here, uh, <laughs> you know, when you go to UT. Um, but I've been blessed by Austin because I, I have this opportunity. I mean, who knew me sitting on the School of Engineering next to Rex Tillerson at Exxon at the time? We were on a panel oh. together. Oh, and wow. he says to me, you really have an interesting life. And <laughs> I said, I, I really do have an interesting He's life. Said, you did straight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I felt like saying to him, we always know when you're in a meeting because the security is <laughs> a, little um, detail. <laughs> a, little, a little more detail blinking on the corner. Wow. So, but I'm, you know, I love to help people. And my kids will go, you never met a stranger in the speed line at the checkout at the grocery store, mom. It's, <laughs> it, it's, you know, that's again, my gift. I love but, it. I love it. Well, you do a lot with your people. I mean, your reviews are great online. You must be talking about Jake. No, you, Christian. <laughs> no, we, they... we we try hard. We we set a high bar, and uh, and we just you know I think it's just part of our values. But thank you for noticing. I appreciate you you making no, that. No, and I read the about two of the people that you've had um, on, and that I want to meet that you've already had. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll make a connection. You're right. Yes, ma'am. Because because they're impressive. Um, so here I am. I'm gonna stay, and you you're staying, right? That's right. So we have miles to go before we sleep, right? (laughs) Okay. And so I'll be back, and you'll be back, and we never know where we'll meet again. (laughs) This is true. Well, Carol, this has been amazing. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you had me here.
Oh, you're, you're a treasure. Thank you. Thank you for, for your time and effort and just for, for visiting with us and, and sharing some of your just knowledge and wisdom. It's so amazing. Can, can we just ask you a couple, the speed, we have a speed round question right, uh, right before that. we wrap. Uh, so this is just quick answers. I'll go first. Favorite neighborhood in Austin? Favorite neighborhood? Well, I enjoy the Duval neighborhood just north of the university where you can, my son lives there, where you can walk around and go to Quacks and, and Julio's and, <laughs> and, you know, it's, and people talk to each other there. Yeah. And that's where I was for Snowmageddon. I lived over there for <laughs> nine days. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, that was a time. Uh, favorite music venue? Uh, you know, you can't beat Willie. And I, I just, of course, in the old days, it was John Denver. You know, okay. I saw him the last time here at UT, just by himself playing nine different guitars oh, through, wow. the, through the whole thing. So, wow. all um, right. Favorite cafe? Favorite, uh, well, for coffee cafe, it's, you know, Epoch Coffee Place. It's on Far West here because they all know what I drink. And <laughs> Which is what? It is a latte with extra hot, no foam, skim milk, okay. and and a large, right? Okay. And so uh, that's good. And you know the restaurant that I love in town. That's they've made it through COVID, but Sharon Watkins here at Chez Z hmm. um, is only, you know ten minutes from my home and they do a fabulous job and she's been a benefactor or giving food to so many people groups in town you know oh, you get wow. to be the volunteer extraordinaire in that regard um oh, so cool. but she, yeah she does some of the restaurants you know are going by the by which is which is sad because sushi you know who believe we have sushi here and uh <laughs> but that i love that too yeah it, you know you need that fish for your brain power that's right right fish so oil. when you brought up that's part of it <laughs> that why i'm as savvy as i am in some regards let's see uh favorite park well i i like zilker park i like zilker park how about these park is fun but favorite music festival or festival any festival well i i have to say south by southwest festival because um yeah it's just it has the international flavor and you never you just never know there are so many surprises involved with that and i've spoken you know a few times uh one was one of the ones that um was about you know people moving here during retirement and how can mm. they connect because you know again you have them here and how do you integrate those people mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and someone said how would you do it and i said well you know you go up to sun city and you have a lot of retired ceos right and you hire a bus to bring them down to be speakers or whatever for south by or be part of south by and then going home, you just have margaritas on the bus. And <laughs> then they'll do it every year. Right? <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Uh, let's see, uh, favorite gadget? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Tell my favorite gadget, Kai. Oh, Kai's still over there. Hey, Kai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's my go-to. Listen, the best thing, one of the best things about Austin was meeting Kai at a Starbucks 10 years ago. Oh, I bet. He's awesome. He's a wonderful resource source and a kind, patient great person. Human. To do. Great human. Yeah. Great human being. Right. You're fortunate to have him and vice versa. So, Indeed we are. Um, you know, my favorite gadget is, I say a coffee machine, but it's just not in my house. That, okay. That's my favorite. That's my favorite gadget because a lot of this technology, you know, was later coming, you know, some kids, everybody else is kind of brought up with it. Um, but it took a while to adjust to have, but, you know, we had Apple. I had a computer store in Austin early, early, early on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where they stand in line on Saturday morning to buy their computer and uh, when that new Apple was coming out, you know, you had to keep a list of, I forget, there were like 90 people on the list. 
And wow. what a day, right? I right. mean, it's amazing. Mm. Okay, favorite software. <laughs> My favorite software. My favorite software is going to be something involved with networking software, right? Just to connect the universe. That's okay. it. <laughs> and a uh, favorite book. My favorite book. Well, I'll tell you a book that everyone ought to be reading is oh, this or, or have on your shelf is Silicon Valley Handbook. Okay. Because it, it tells about cities around the world. Okay. And here, here's another one of my favorite go-to books. The 100 Year oh. Life. Oh, cool. 100, 100 Year Life, right? Whoa. It should be 103 Year Life. 103 Year Life Whoa. is going to be my new version for that, right? <laughs> That's another thing. People don't read these days like they used to. And how, and you have to read. You just, to do, to serve civilization today, you have to read. And, you know, you can read to kids online. You can be reading. So mm -hmm. people have no excuse to say, I can't get across town. The traffic's too bad. Well, let's make it easy for you, right? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and buy that one out of your recommendation. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, it has oh, a, it's a hundred year life. Right. And I'll, there have been other ones since then, but, you know, I mean, it's important. It's, I it's think important. I'm going to live to 150 is what I'm shooting for. I bet you are. I bet you are. So you just really have to have your watch on to keep your miles up every day, right? It's all about, you know, exercising yeah. and, and uh, your Ooh. mental health. They'll print you out a heart whenever you need it too, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So how can, um, how can people that are listening get keep in touch with you on the social media platforms or wherever else? Well, I was just talking about that today. It's, I have to figure out, away because i still have a lot to give and a lot of people need to hear it yeah so what am i going to devise whether it's an age thing and mm. then you know i have ideas for diversity of how mm -hmm. some of those people can get involved and how are they partnered up i mean i don't know if you met the head of houston tillotson university i mean mm. she's a phenomenal human being mm. and she has an engineering degree she's on the engineering board at ohio state Right. Wow. And she's got a big job over there. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you get them and how do those kids get placed and how do they get placed and then mentored to make sure they're a success at their job? So they don't they're not discouraged. And, you know, the, the chambers, we have a Hispanic chamber, we have a black chamber, we have an Asian chamber and we have a mm -hmm. gay chamber and uh, Austin chamber. And that's another um, to hear those stories, Super. you know, and, and even have a panel with some of them together. And right now, this very moment, females had every one of those chambers of commerce. Mm. It's oh, a wow. whole new day. That's so cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? cool? That's, that's That's cool. So, um, so I have to ask you your favorite restaurants in town. Mine? Yes. Um, well, you know where I like to go after the show and get the uh, the bolin the the bolognese is that place Justine's. Oh yeah, um, oh, they got yeah. The, they make they have a great uh, great uh, food there as well as a nice hang, and um, and then well, geez, I'm not that's I I, I can't I don't know because that you know I don't live there. But there's the the Mex what's the famous Mexican place on what's it South um South Congress? Is that Gros? What is it? Gros. Gros. You have the big oak uh tree like uh, area out, outside and yeah. Is that no? the street I'm thinking about? South Congress that goes South over Congress? the bridge and there's like the thrift stores or like the yeah, vintage stores. That's, it. Yeah. that's South yeah, Congress. Probably Gros. Gueros, yeah. Further down, yeah, Gueros. Or further down, yeah. Rancho is a popular one, but yeah, Gueros must be it. That's a great place. Yeah. I mean, I'm yes. sure it's kind of touristy. But you know, like well. Magnolia Cafe is closed. And so, uh, you know, those are things that people went as a standby when you came mm, to town. Uh -huh. So it's, you know, supporting those restaurants sure. now, getting them back on their feet. Yeah. So. Indeed, indeed. Well, on the, on the theme of, of connecting, you're the, the, the great connector. Uh, but I got to thank Kai uh, for connecting us. Thank you, Kai. 
yes such a great human and we're so so awesome he's on our team and uh and he loves working there he loves working there oh i hope to god so (laughs) (laughs) no he does (laughs) awesome but cool thank you so much it's such a pleasure you are so welcome you're so welcome and if i can ever be of service to you call me okay likewise thank you all right yes ma'am thank you all right thank you so much carol it's great to meet you okay bye-bye nice meeting you bye-bye Thanks for listening to the Digital Transformationists podcast brought to you by Precipio Consulting. Precipio Consulting provides flexible, scalable, expert-level IT and business solutions to enhance productivity and decrease costs. Check out our other episodes, access show notes and links, and listen to some great bonus content on our website at precipio.com. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell a friend. We love making new friends. I'm executive producer Katie Thomas. Victor Vargas is our lead engineer. Alejandro Caballero is our editor. Rodrigo Martinez and Stephanie Harrison are our writers. If you want to find out how we can help you with your organization's digital transformation, or if you just want to find out more about digital transformation, send us an email at contact at Thanks for tuning in.